How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. We work hard as physicians to take care of the health and well-being of our patients. But when it comes to our money, do we have the same condition of care? Probably, probably not. Let's change that together. Welcome to the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast, where we'll fight and advocate for your financial literacy. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. Thanks for being here. Let's jump into the show. Welcome, everybody, to tonight's podcast episode. Tonight, we have Dr. Francis Yu. He is a physician, a physician coach, and psychologist. What's really interesting is that he's an expert and has a lot of certifications in the Enneagram. We'll learn about what the Enneagram is, how he's using it to coach his clients, and how you can best use it in your coaching practice, because I know a lot of your physician coaches out there. So stay tuned. I'm going to briefly introduce him. So Dr. Francis Yu, born and raised in New York, and really after many years, realizing that corporate medicine was going the way it was, realized that he wasn't fulfilled and lacking meaning. So he took a leap of faith to pursue his authentic life, and he started his holistic integrative private practice where he sees patients part-time and also coaches physicians. So he's a certified MBTI practitioner and certified Enneagram teacher, which we'll learn about today. And he uses these approaches along with existential philosophy and Eastern philosophy to help physicians truly know themselves so that they can go out in the world, leave lives of fulfillment and meaning. So without much ado, Francis, welcome to the show. Hi, Christopher. Thanks for having me. I'm so flattered that you think I'm a psychologist because I talk about the mind so much, although I don't have an actual psychology degree, but I guess in your eyes, I'm a psychologist, so I'll take it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, a lot of coaching these days, you know, you really have to get into the mind of the client. You have to really understand the client, their needs and wants. So I think having your unique perspective, and I saw you were recently interviewed by Kevin MD. I think you wrote a couple articles for him and you appeared on his podcast. And I saw your video interview was actually one of the more popular ones. So I think a lot of physicians, not only are interested in coaching, but also interested in how you apply the Enneagram and psychology and all of the factors into your practice. So tell us a little bit more about yourself, how you got into it, what you do, and we'll go from there. Yeah, actually, this is great because I was just writing my next guest blog post and it was about my search for meaning, which is really my journey to this point. And I guess the question that people asked me when I was growing up and everyone gets asked is, what do you want to be when you grow up? Right. And honestly, as a child, I had no idea what is this growing up you're talking about. I'm just happy being here where I am now, reading my books, playing with my Lego, playing my video games. But unfortunately, I fell into this because I didn't have anything I particularly really wanted to do. I'm not one of those physicians that knew they were four years old and I want to be a doctor. That wasn't me. A lot of pressures from my immigrant parents 
who really want me to have a stable job. I know you talk about that a lot as well, but I was smart. I studied hard. I worked hard, got through undergrad, medical school, residency, years of clinical practice, but I just felt, where's the meaning in this? I did a great job. I'm not being prideful, but my hospital really liked me. My patients liked me, but it was just incomplete. And I've always really been like that, really interested in what is the meaning of doing things, spirituality, psychology, philosophy. And I just said, hey, I'm really interested in this kind of things. I still want to do medicine, but I want to do it my way so I can help people, physicians search for their meeting, help patients heal the way with my art and science, get them the best results in the time frame that's really best for us. So that really is what I do now. I teach and coach and educate and help people with the Enneagram, which really I would say is a way to remember who we really are. We're these authentic people with a vision, values, and importance in our lives that honestly school sucks out of us, right? School sucks out our dreams and doesn't teach us to explore our own souls and to manifest our meaning, which is how I ended up being so incomplete. But now I use all the things I try to fill that kind of emptiness with Enneagram, Myers-Briggs, philosophy, and help my life a lot. And I figured physicians need to help find meaning. If they do, if they feel like I'm speaking to them, we just connect, then yeah, I help those people who really want to have that manifest their true authentic meaning in their life. I like that. It's really interesting because now in this new, what they call a third or fourth industrial revolution. Mm -hmm. And back then when we were growing up, really, you went to school to get a job. And that was the paradigm. You go to school, you get a job and the job is supposed to provide so you can live and be productive. We see that entire paradigm being disrupted and people aren't prepared for it. A lot of people, they go into medicine because they love patients, they love medicine, and they want to take care, but it's just the corporate hospital system. It's run by bureaucrats, administrators, and businessmen, and they really don't look at the well-being of the physician. And physicians by nature are very empathic. They're healers. They don't know how to say no. They say yes to everything. So they get used by this culture which is leading to a lot of the problems that we see today. But, you know, a lot of people, they go into medicine for the wrong reasons. You know, they think it looks like on TV or they think they're going to be rich or, you know, all of the things that they're chasing, they're chasing for one thing and they think that medicine is that means. And when they get to that end, it's not what it is. That's really disheartening. And then a lot of physicians such as yourself, you know, looking for different ways to incorporate it. They're good at what they do, but they're seeking alternative ways besides just patient care and teaching. There's so many different ways. We have so many skill sets at our disposal. You bring up a good point. So tell us really this Enneagram, when I first heard about it, I was so foreign. I didn't really yeah. understand it. It took me a long time. Tell the viewers, what is the Enneagram and where is it coming from? And what are the principles in a nutshell? It's quite complex. Yeah. I would say most people that know the Enneagram know it either as a business theme tool. There's actually a bunch of Forbes articles on it. But the other part of the population sees it as this gimmick or fad, like a trick almost. But I think that's really people's desiring to really know themselves and do the work to figure things out. Enneagram is not a, I'm going to label people. I'm going to be that person because I'm this number now. The Enneagram is a very robust system, has its own philosophy, psychology, and practice. And it's really about recalling and remembering our real true potential, 
And it's about how to wake up to the ways we just fall asleep to our potential and how wonderful we are. But then we try so hard to become wonderful. We're already wonderful. We just have to remember it and be able to express it and share it in a beautiful way. And the most common part of the Enneagram people see, which is very useful, is the nine different Enneagram types. Before I talk about the types, I routinely talk about the background for quite a, a long time, but I don't want to give an entire course here. Uh, <laughs> but essentially what it is that there are nine different ways that we forget our true potential. And then these are the nine ways that we try to then reformulate and try to gain something that we already have. So I'll just give a very quick example because most physicians have an element of this is the type three. In school, we're taught you have to get the grades, you have to pass, you have to take this exam, you have to get accepted into the school, you have to take the next exam, get accepted into this school, accepted into residency, accepted into a job, get a promotion. It's this constant, you have to succeed by the worldly standards and accomplish to show people and yourself, hey, I'm actually a valuable person. But really, we're all valuable people. But the world instills in this effect that we have to try really hard to become valuable. But really, we can accomplish things once we realize we're already truly valuable and worthwhile people. So that's just one lesson from the Enneagram. I think all physicians feel that to a certain extent, especially in today's world. But there are different nuances and there are also eight different ways that people react and have patterns and try to not live their best life. But simultaneously, the Enneagram also shows us how we can break out of that pattern and wake up to our potential. Well, that's really interesting. So give us an example of how you would use the Enneagram in your coaching practice. Yeah, part is finding your Enneagram type, which actually took me years to find out. So I don't try to force people to find out their type right away. But the most crucial element of the Enneagram concept is that we have to observe ourselves. Let's say we always get angry when I don't know, someone cuts us off, always get irritated or feel anxious when a specific thing happens. So if we explore how we are reacting, the same emotions, same thoughts, same habits comes up, then we can see, oh, wait, I'm falling into my same pattern again. Once we identify it, we can see that we are falling into a pattern that's not constructive for our full well-being. And it's even better if you really know your Enneagram type. I like to help people find their types. For example, I'll give a personal example always, I think demonstrates quite well. I have a tendency to believe that I don't know enough, that I'm not competent, that I'm not prepared enough. Even if other people tell me, oh, you're smart, that was amazing. I just have this, I have to take another course. I need another board certification. As you can see on my website, I have multiple medical and non-medical certifications. But once I realized I did that and I didn't need to, I was actually quite smart. Physicians are smart, but I studied a lot. And what I needed to do was just step out and experience by learning in the world and doing things. I'm plenty smart at reading, writing, getting certifications, etc. But I didn't have much of the experience of learning, let's say failing in a business or trying things. And that was really hard for me. But using the Enneagram, I found out 
that's my pattern and I need to consciously do something about it to experience what I'm really capable of. Interesting. Yeah, that's very, you brought up a lot of good points. And for the listeners out there, Dr. Francis, you will go through this enneagram and go into more detail in his books and his courses and through his coaching. So in a nutshell, that's, it's sort of identifying different personality types, how you react to certain situations and becoming consciously aware so that you can break old habits and patterns. Yeah. And then where could somebody go read more about the Enneagram or do you recommend any books, courses, websites? What's the best resource for people to learn about it? Yeah, definitely. I would suggest similar to how doctors don't really appreciate it when patients go to Dr. Google first. It's a lot of information, but there's a lack of direction for critical thinking and helping people figure out all that knowledge. I recommend going to people who really know what they're talking about, people who've been learning about it for years, etc. For me, my primary teachers were from the Enneagram Institute, and I'm certified through them. I took hundreds of hours courses through them, and I became certified through them. So as a general introduction, they're very good. They have some free content as well. But there really isn't very few physicians that work with the Enneagram. And as a physician, I would really recommend working with someone who knows the Enneagram and is a physician, such as me, because they really understand your context and the rapport that you have and understanding that you have. And, and you know that I, I know what I'm talking about. So I, I think I'm a good resource. And if not, I can point you to somewhere else if, if you feel like you want a lot more than something what I have to offer or something different. Yeah, that's cool. So let's transition because I know you were uh, full-time in the hospital and then you were really strong in the administrative academic side. Then you transitioned to part-time. Tell us how that was and how does your day go and what are you doing with that extra time that you have now? Because I know you're working with a lot of physicians and doing a lot of coaching. Yeah, yeah. when I was full-time, I don't know how I did all of this. I was seeing outpatient, inpatient, teaching students, teaching residents, program director, associate program director for a different program. I was a vice chair for the family medicine department, and I was leading QI projects. I was basically trying on hats. And I realized I was doing too much, but I learned from those experiences. But what I learned was I didn't want to do those things. So I went part-time at the hospital. I'm very grateful for my colleagues and leadership there that gave me that opportunity because I was really frank on my journey, and they were supportive of what I wanted to do, which you don't find that in all hospitals. So I'm really grateful for that. And then I started to grow my private practice. I wrote and self-published two books. I started and revamped my coaching and teaching programs, help physicians find meaning and value and fulfillment in their lives. So I one-on-one -on -one or different types of coaching. I've really been excited to help people with the things I bring, right? Instead of calling myself a life coach, I really call myself someone who helps people with the soul searching, like a soul coach, meaning, finding meaning for fulfillment and wellness and wholeness and how I like to present myself because it's really about the soul for me and the meaning. And there are plenty of life coaches, but if you know I'm a soul coach, you know I'm going to go deep into some deep places to really help you find your meaning. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I know you've talked a lot about 
your journey and it looks like you're building your brand around this journey and your experiences and based on your studies and your certification with the Enneagram Institute. And that's really great. So you've written two books that I'll post the links later on. You offer coaching. I know you offer six months programs and different packages. So definitely reach out to Dr. Francis Yu. I'll put the links there. And then also you have a lot of different products, programs, courses. So, you know, I think it's really because there's so many different ways physician coaching industry is actually everybody is calling themselves a coach. So I think you have a really unique slant and angle with the Enneagram. So I think a lot of clients may be interested in reaching out to you and seeing what you have to offer. Thanks for coming on, sharing your time. I'll be sure to post the links and then be sure to reach out to Dr. Francis. You can follow him on his social media handles. His website will all be provided. Do you have one last tip? Any last parting words before we call it at night? I would say stop living someone else's life and live your own because we are all living, we're conducting an experiment of N equals one where we're all our own subject we're our own experimenter. No one else has lived your life. No one else will live your life. No one has the exact same meaning and soul as you do. So really start living your own life to the fullest maximum potential. I love that. These days, the world is your oyster. Take risks, go out there and really just live your best life. It's going to take a lot of courage. You're going to experience a lot of fear. Once you break past those barriers, you'll see the growth and the potential there. So Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time. Many thanks again for being here. If you're new, you can find me online at facebook.com forward slash Dr. Chris Liu, MD, PhD, where I have links to other episodes or links to online resources that will support you on your financial literacy journey. I'll see you there and on next week's show. While I bring you thoroughly vetted information on this show regarding a variety of financial topics, I cannot promise you a one-size-fits-all solution. This is why I caution you to continue to learn, educate yourself, and seek professional advice unique to your situation. If you want to talk to me, I'd welcome it. Please reach out via email at ChristopherLewMDPhD at gmail.com. That's ChristopherLewMDPhD at gmail.com. I read and personally respond to all of my emails. Talk soon.